Hey friends, this is part three of a series uh, called Spirit on the Water. We're looking at the creation poem and what spiritual lessons we can draw from this image of um, the Spirit of God hovering over the primordial waters of the deep and the darkness. We've already explored how um, for the Hebrew mind, uh, the waters of creation speak to this untamed, wild uh, chaos that needs to be ordered. And we get this picture of a God who brings order out of the chaos and establishes boundaries. Uh, today, uh, and then in the second part, we, we looked at how God's spirit hovering over those waters also speaks to divine potential unlimited possibilities because the spirit doesn't just push back chaos. He brings new life in those six days from stars and galaxies to kangaroos and platypuses. Today, I want to look more practically about how do we navigate the stormy chaos of life? Because the sun may be shining on the calm, sparkling waters outside my window here on Lake Minnetonka at St. Martin's by the lake. But the past 18 months have been a hurricane of various storms and hardships for our, our nation and world. So let me first explore one unhealthy dead-end approach to the chaos, and then we'll look more deeply at this ancient Hebrew poem and offer a better, more biblical way to ride out the storms. So we live in a, the modern West, and we inhabit a comfort-seeking, pain-avoidant culture, don't we? Our, uh, I just saw the school sign um, as the kids got out from school this year and sent off into summer break. And, and the school sign, uh, this has become a pet peeve of mine. You can guess what it says. It says, have a safe summer. Safe summer? Why do we choose have a safe summer? There's so many other adjectives that could be put on there. Why not have a fun summer or have an adventurous summer? Why not have a meaningful summer? Or how about have a memory-making or character-building summer, huh? But no, safe. That is what we long for our kids more than anything else. Be safe. What an absolutely unbiblical admonition to send people out into uh, the chaos of this world of unpredictability hoping we will be safe that is not what the bible calls us to but this first option is alive and well and tempting i call this the uh, bridge over troubled water approach Simon and Garfunkel in their uh, classic song, Bridge Over Troubled Water, uh, they woo us into a dreamy scenario where someone or uh, offers to lay themselves down like a bridge over troubled waters so that presumably the weary person in the song doesn't have to go through them. This person says, like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Now, on the one hand, I, I find this song beautiful. And we should appreciate the friend who's willing to enter into our troubles and to some degree lay themselves down to help lift us up. I mean, Jesus said there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. 
But listen, laying oneself down to help us get through the troubled water is not the same thing as laying oneself down to help us avoid or escape or float over the inevitable waters that will come. On the other hand, Christianity and the gospel do not promise us a way around or over earthly trials. It just doesn't. God does not give believers a free pass on the divine expressway of endless sunshine and rainbows. One of our kids' favorite stories when they were young is, I guess they're still young. I read this the other day to Abby. We're going on a bear hunt by Michael Rosen. Have you heard it? Each page of the story has the family out on a hike confronting some inconvenient obstacle in nature. There's long wavy grass, there's deep cold river, thick oozy mud, a big dark forests, and so on. Now the refrain of the rhythmic song gives us good ancient Hebrew theology of creation and the anti-creation chaos. The refrain goes, we can't go over it, we can't go under it, oh no, we've got to go through it. A global pandemic, toxic relationship at work, racial injustice, looming divorce, economic depression, debilitating disease, spiritual apathy, parenting woes, trauma from childhood abuse, dashed dreams, career disappointments, self-doubt, depression, anxiety, thick oozy mud indeed. But the good news is the Spirit hovers over all of these things, and we soon see how God helps us approach it. But when it comes to the darkness on the face of the deep, we can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh yes, we've got to go through it. But how? Well, to find the answer, we must move beyond our Sunday school pictures of the creation account and probe a little deeper into the cosmology of the ancient Near Eastern Hebrew mind. So come back next time and we will look at the biblical approach to navigating the chaos, the storms of this life. And it will not be a message to help us go around or over or under. It will be a path through and the God who meets us there in the middle of the chaos. So join us next time as we finish up this series. Grace and peace, friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you.